Hello, my name is Bryson Gaines. I will be having a conversation with Eve L. for the New York City Trans Oral History Project in collaboration with the New York Public Library's Community Oral History Project. This is an oral history project centered on the experiences of trans identifying people. It is Saturday, April 29th, 2017, and this is being recorded at Sage. How was your childhood? <laughs> My childhood, huh? Well, uh, for me, I, I grew up with um, uh, five older siblings um, and two parents. I was adopted as a child uh, from Guatemala, and I lived in the Pacific Northwest of the United States for the first 18 years of my life. My childhood really was, um, I think, isolated in a sense. If you, if you asked my mother how she would describe me as a child, she would tell you that I was reserved. And that was sort of a word that kind of carried through uh, my uh, whole life, really. Um, for a long period of time and I struggled with what that really meant and how and why how and why that was applicable uh, to me in my life and um, at an early early age um, before even going to preschool I I knew that I was transgender however when you're that young and you're not really exposed to it in the outside world or in your own little world really um, other than your own self and what you feel inside there's no particular way to um, to define that you don't really know what that is and sometimes you know if you act upon how you feel uh, when you're trans um, it, it, it becomes sort of um, put out like fire um, you know it, 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 and again at that period of time too uh, transgenderism wasn't really prominent in media or um, really defined for the um, for the public to really uh, understand and so it was very difficult for me to to allow myself to uh, express my gender identity. What time period did you grow up in? What time period did I grow up in? Well, I would, I would say in the 90s. I would say that I was a 90s kid um, because, well, I, I was born at the end of the 80s and so I didn't really experience, you know, so many of the wonderful things that happened in the 80s uh, and so uh, I would say the, the 90s and then um, going into high school it was in the 2000s. When did you, um, when were you able to, ex well when did you start to discover that you were trans? Like, like when did, I mean you said that you weren't able to express that part of you because you know it, it would be put out like it would be uh, dismissed but when did you start to I don't know like bloom 
so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I knew again. I did know that I was trans, and or not necessarily trans, but I knew that I didn't feel um, male when I was a child. From the earliest memories of of being a child, you know, everything was I either. Um, well, it was always wanting to be uh, engaged with things that were feminine, like um, wearing a dress, for example, or wearing makeup, or playing with dolls, or, um, you know, th that sort of thing. You know, th that was very um, normal to me. And uh, until I started going to, to school in kindergarten, you know, Everything is either A or B. You're either a boy or a girl. You're a boy or a girl. Everything, there's, and, and again, in that period of time, it wasn't what we have today, where we have um, more uh, ability to see and understand transgenderism. So when I was going to school, I felt as though you know, I, I had to had to sort of conform to to the identity that that I was not that that, that it just didn't it didn't feel right. How were your teenage years? Well, um, in my teenage years, I. I, I, you know what, I dealt with a lot of depression, you know, for, um, for I would say the majority of, of, of my, my um, childhood. And, um, you know, it, once you get to, you know, your teenage years, there's a lot of self-discovery that, for everybody, but, um, I felt as though I identified as a gay male at that time. And um, as a matter of fact, um, I was engaged when I was in high school to my first boyfriend, as a matter of fact. And um, it was, for me, I, I was very involved with um, dance. I was a dancer for over 20 years. Uh, so I was very involved with that, and that was sort of my my outlet for for perhaps the void of not being able to express my gender identity, and um, then having to sort of identify with being a gay male. It was like a step towards it, but it wasn't really the full, the full, um, the full feeling. I wasn't fulfilling myself exactly uh, the way I, I kind of thought I was. Um, so I'm sort of drawing on, on, um, on the performing arts and being a gay male at the time and um, using those things as, as sort of, something to balance out maybe the depression that I probably had um, and you know once once I moved to New York City when I was 18 um, 
you know, that just completely changed my life. I mean, I, I went from, you know, the Pacific Northwest to the Northeast of the United States, New York City, of course, you know, the Mecca of LGBTQ. So, um, my, uh, that was a period of time where my life definitely changed. How did it change? <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, I was um, very independent then. You know, I, I, I moved to New York and I was, you know, a part of the arts. I went to a prestigious school. Um, I lived not too far from here. I lived on 5th and 30th. And, um, you know, I experienced... <laughs> I experienced uh, so many other things besides just the performing arts. I experienced, um, oh geez, uh, experimented with a lot of things <laughs> the way people do, young people do. And you know, you have a freedom. You're, um, you know, a kid in in New York City who's having the time of their life. Um, with the uh, with just so many opportunities, you know, good and bad opportunities, uh, not you know, um, to to discover even more. When did you start to transition medically? Um, medically, so I started to transition. <sighs> during the recession. And, you know, that was a difficult period of time for the world and for people in the United States and very difficult for me um, as a trans person. Uh, of course, um, I had to, excuse me, I sort of had to like get pushed into um, the decision because I sort of lived a very, um, androgynous uh, life and um, it was sort of to the point where it was my androgyny was very I could physically see the frustration in other people when they were speaking to me because they had no idea what pronouns to use for me and when I would be at work for example um, I worked in an art gallery and um, you know, uh, people would just, they, they would just physically have this just unknowingness, um, just had no idea how to really approach me. And they were frustrated. I could just see all this frustration in people because they weren't able to label or define me as A or B. So... Um, at the time, I was dating somebody, and um, he, he's somebody who's very, very assertive and incredibly arrogant. And he told me that I had to choose. I had to choose uh, my gender. I couldn't just stay fluid in my gender. I couldn't be non-binary. I had to be... I had to be female. Um, and I think the thing is, is that I knew that I was... But it's also very scary um, and so uncertain to uh, 
completely change your identity. There's just so many things that you, you question and, you know, and I think there's also a fear of loss uh, as well. You know, a fear of loss of um, friendship and family and respect um, and, and the fear of not being comfortable. How has dating been like? <laughs> dating, hmm. Well, you know, I realized, um, hmm. A lot of the times um, before I transitioned, um, well, first of all, again, I was engaged, so uh, f f from my first relationship, and, um, you know, that lasted um, for, at the time, what seemed like what would be like an eternity, and like it was a long period of time, but I mean, I think it was about like, what, three or four years? And so, um, before transitioning while living in New York, it was like, it sort of was like, I would date, but it didn't, it, it didn't quite work, but it wasn't really understood because I wasn't really in my own identity yet. So, um, you know, it would, I, I dated, um, but I wasn't always really satisfied with the type of people <laughs> who I attracted. Um, because again, they weren't really uh, dating me for who I am now. They were dating me for who I wasn't quite yet. Um, so now that I've transitioned, I feel as though, um, well, once you go Eve, you never want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I've dated so many, um, I wouldn't say so many, but the people I've dated, it seems like there are people who are still, um, uncertain about dating somebody who's trans and committing themselves to that. However, I feel in the most recent period of time, um, within the past two, two years, two or three years, um, I, I think the rest of the world is sort of moving so much more towards acceptance um, that I think that more people because they're accepting trans people, the, the people who ap appreciate trans people for a relationship are becoming more accepting of themselves for, for that concept. So um, currently, <laughs> currently, hopefully not forever, um, I am single. Um, however, I, I date here and there. So, um, you know, and, and you know, what's really interesting recently, I met somebody who, um, who was married to somebody, um, transgender, a transgender female. So, you know, when you hear stories like that and, um, you know, you sort of get this idea of, um, things that worked or didn't work for that relationship and other people's as well, and kind of 
it, it kind of starts to dissolve, I think, what a lot of parents fear is that somebody's never going to love their child or um, all that concern that you have because clearly it can happen. And, um, you know, I, I don't feel as though um, I have to be committed at the moment. Uh, and if it happens, it happens. It will be organic. Do you have any plans for the future as far as family is concerned, like having children? Or... Um, <laughs> well, let's first find me a good man. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, you know, I think about it. I think about it, you know. Um, my, my younger sister, my youngest sister, as a matter of fact, just recently had a baby. And, you know, I think um, before that situation of her getting pregnant, I was very much so against the idea of me personally having kids. Um, and of course, um, even when I was a child, I would say that if I ever did have kids, I would adopt. Um, because I myself am adopted and so are um, seven other of my siblings. Um, so after, after my sister gave birth and um, I sort of realized um, how that changed her life for the better and after finally meeting the baby uh, recently and he's, he was born in September 2016 and now it's um, where are we? April 2017. Um, you know, after meeting the baby, I'm absolutely enamored with this child. He's just so sweet and so cute and adorable and um, funny and just, um, I, I just absolutely adore this baby. So for me, um, again, just as I think a relationship would happen, it would be an organic thing. And if it, um, if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, I think I would be okay with that too. Do you have anything else you'd like to share? Anything else I'd like to share? Hmm. Uh, well. Any messages for future people? Oh, uh, for f people who are going to transition? Anything. Yeah, maybe that or, or yeah, people listening or... Um, well, I think, I think the one thing that we can really, um, all probably agree on is that, you know, if, if you see somebody who is trans or you suspect that they are, um, to just be respectful you know, because life is hard enough as it is in so many ways. Um, I mean, just getting here today was a challenge. I mean, the, the train station was closed and then I had to transfer to the bus and then the bus stopped running and then it was like, oh God. And it's hot as hell outside today too. So, you know, it was, you know, again, that's just an example. You know, life is hard enough. So, um... Be easy, easy breezy, you know, let, let your life be easy breezy um, and allow others to have that uh, privilege as well. Thank you, Ebel. Thank you.